Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds from the studios of WBNS Radio in Columbus, Ohio. This is the Nerd Association Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Barnett. And I'm your other host, Mark Finch. Daniel, what do you think of when I say Thursdays on NBC? (laughs) I, I mean, I know what we're talking about today, but if I didn't, I would go, okay, what about Thursdays on NBC? (laughs) Uh, is uh, my first thought would be is there that's a football game right there's a football game on Thursday nights and then you would tell me no it's probably not on NBC it's on what CB it's on Fox Fox yeah okay. Fox has it Thursday night and football. it's simulcast on Amazon Prime and I think it's next year next year or the year after but I think it's next year Amazon Prime is actually taking Thursday night football exclusively interesting which is a big thing and that'll actually kind of lead into part of our conversation yeah. and how things work changing in that sense too. point being if you came to me blindly and said hey thursday nights thursday nights on nbc's i would say i have no clue i couldn't even begin to tell you what is on on a thursday night on nbc or any of the networks or any of the cable channels for that matter because that's not how i consume media but anyway you know about this for a very particular reason and that's kind of why we're talking about it today Fill in the the listener who maybe hasn't gotten there yet. What is the topic of discussion today? Yeah, it's a little different. It's not like any specific show. It's not not what's on Thursday night on NBC, although that will come up. It's based on my normal job. I'm the producer for Bishop and Laurinaitis. We cover sports, and the biggest sport here in Columbus, Ohio, is college football and the NFL. So I watch a lot of college football and NFL, which means – Generally speaking, the only time I watch network television channels, unless there's something really big going on, otherwise maybe a news event or something, but pretty much the only time I watch network television channels is in the fall during football games. And football games are the highest rated things on American television. So everybody wants to advertise to them. And one of the coveted things that you can advertise as as a network is your other programming. And so that's when you see these ads for these shows. And some of them you see a couple of years in a row, but you've never seen the show. You never hear anybody talk about the show, but here it is the next year, the next season of the neighborhood or whatever (laughs) it might be. And this isn't to disparage the, the actors on the show. If you are somebody who likes these shows, that's fine. But I see some of these previews and the, it might be a little bit to disparage the the creators and showrunners of the shows because they just don't look very good. Some of the commercials strike me as like an SNL sketch. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's a real show. And there's there's variable reasons that we can get into why network TV shows look and feel the way that they do. But yeah, every year I see these ads for these shows and I'm just like, who is watching them, especially in the age of streaming as network ratings just keep going down? Well, and it was interesting. You and I actually talked about this concept close to the beginning of the football season. Yeah. Because you were just like, you started naming off shows. Because your your pitch to me was, I want you to tell me if you've heard of any of these. And then you just started <laughs> li- listing shows. And I had heard of maybe a few of them. As we will get into, a lot of them are these sort of like, um, emerge, like first responder dramas. Like uh, mm-hmm. Chicago Fire, Chicago, yeah. Uh, Chicago, Chicago Med. Med Fire and PD is an entire day yeah. on NBC. 
There's three of them, and that's their whole nightly lineup. I'd heard of those. Could I tell you anything about... I mean, I could tell you it's in Chicago, and I could tell you that it follows the the <laughs> exploits of, you know, first responders of various kinds. Couldn't tell you any of the actors. Couldn't tell you showrunners. Couldn't tell you how long it's been on, except that I, since I've heard of it, it must be at least a couple of years. But yeah, who, as you pointed out, these are prime advertising spots, but in, in a lot of ways, they have to... I'm not... To promote what... Because you get that, you, I'm sure, you know, everything has, you have your national spots, there's local spots, so that's when you hear from the big car dealership who can afford right. to advertise <laughs> during football, but it's still just local. And then they probably get yeah, self-promotional, you know, availabilities in their commercial breaks. And then even like during the the game, sometimes the, they'll throw it out there, like Al Michaels does Sunday Night Football yeah. on NBC. And he'll read off a little thing of, oh, they, they don't know what's going on with this case. Tune into Chicago Fire on Thursday night, you know, yeah. that stuff. And yeah, but I just sit there and I'm like, who? I never hear because you, you go to your office and you talk to people and you, you know, you people are like, oh, I, I was watching this show. And it's never any of these shows no. I feel like anymore. I don't want to suggest that football fans are dumb or bad in any sort of way but there's a couple of factors but hear me out i'm going to use the term lowest common denominator because i actually i'll let you finish you go first well i was gonna say i i, I there's this unique thing that happens in football where first of all if you're watching football you probably actually don't give a crap about the primetime television on any of these networks you're only watching this network not out of some sort of loyalty but because that's where the game you want to watch is one mm. two the nature of a football game is the br commercial breaks are not necessarily evenly distributed. You know, uh, yes, there are certain times in the game where you know they're always going to take a commercial break, but there could be an injury timeout. There could be a replay situation where they go to commercial for, you know, 90 seconds or something. Especially college football that doesn't have as strict of rules. Sure. Like the that happens in the NFL, but the NFL really cares about their windows. So if a game's going long, they don't want it to. They only want it to have however many commercial breaks. But in college... They'll take any break they can. So right. when you watch a game on Fox, a Notre Dame game on NBC, the Saturday night game on ABC, man, some of those will get up to four hours. So they're in this unique position advertising these shows where they don't know how many times they're going to get to advertise them, and they know their window is going to be short. They might have to be making lots of 15-second spots to tell you mm. the barest amount of information about these shows. So in a way, the shows themselves have to be easily digestible enough to make 10 or 15 second spots about them if this is what your big advertising push is because you're right otherwise no one's talking about chicago med people are talking about squid game they're talking about you know the uh what's the the drug one uh the opioid. dope sick dope sick they're talking about they're talking about these like uh handmaid's tale these big netflix and hulu and hbo max and this is yeah. where the sort of prime television quote unquote is happening now and so, yeah, it's this unique position that these networks are in where these shows need they need to make these shows profitable. They need to make them. But they also have this like pretty limited window in the the amount of time they have and also the amount of, of attention they have <laughs> to, to get the point across. They have programming every night. But then you're talking about the NFL. Those games might get you know, near the, the 10 million, 15 million range, depending on if it's a primetime game and it's a big matchup and the college games get, you know, the, the, I think it's, I think the threshold that's good for college is like above five 
is what they're going for. And I mean, that's a big deal, especially sure. considering how long those programming chunks are. Cause when you're talking about shows, the highest, I was looking through some of the ratings, like the highest ones, these scripted shows are getting now is about seven, but it looks like the average is more one to four. Sure. Uh, on, on these. And you know, those are only out of three minute long programs. So yeah, they want to make sure they get it out. The, when you were talking about football fans and how they don't really watch, you know, they're probably not watching these shows. I have always had a theory. So for years, and maybe they still say, it, maybe it's still true. CBS has always advertised themselves as the most watched network. Yes. And I'm like, who watches CSI for the 15th season or the 18th, whatever it's in. Sure. And I've always hypothesized that I think CBS is just a channel that somebody turned on 10 years ago and never changed the channel. <laughs> and so it's just always on in people's houses that it, it, it just continues to get these ratings. I, I um, will, I will counter argue briefly though. I could name some CBS shows that are still going on like your NCISs, like your uh, CSI NCIS since 2003 survivor. I, you know, some of those, I could name those shows to you. Um, I couldn't name a single and could I name a single NBC program that is, I think like you, the you're, news. you're, you're missing one. That's going to be pretty obvious when I say it. I'm and the only one I could name is an ABC program. Well, as the voice, the voice is NBC. I could name that. But is that a fall show? Law and Order is Law on and Order. NBC. Okay. My point and being that's is, a whole nother that's a whole nother night for them. Yeah. There's three of those. Counter argument, CBS might be the one that I could name the most programs on. Um but but also aren't the majority of, of football games on CBS? Uh most of the games are on CBS and Fox. So Fox okay. and CBS have two windows every Sunday. NBC gets Sunday night football. Right. ESPN has Monday night football. Mm -hmm. And then Fox has the Thursday night football, at least for one, it's half the season Fox has Thursday night football, unless it's your local team. Yeah. Otherwise it's on NFL network for like the first half of the year. Yeah. And that's another reason why Fox has like less programming because they, they dive out a whole night for football Correct. during the week. Yeah. I guess all I'm counter argument to CBS being the most watched network. Probably it has a lot to do with football, but also those are maybe some of the few things I could actually name shows that were CBS shows. So, Yeah. Anywho. So when I was looking through these, I was like, well, what shows are on? You know, yeah. the, the one that really stood out to me, J-Lo, she watches The Voice, and that's Mondays and Tuesdays. Those reality shows that, that span multiple days. They love to put those on because sure. it's an easy block of television that's not too expensive to produce other than paying Ariana Grande to be <laughs> a, a coach. I guess they're coaches yeah. on The Voice. But the, So there's The Voice, and then that ends on Monday. That's a two-hour one on Monday, and this show called Ordinary Joe comes on. These are both new, so they're using The Voice as a lead-in. Yeah. And then on Tuesdays, it's a one-hour show, so at 9 o'clock, the show called La Brea starts. Okay. And this is the one that kind of made this concept like boil over for me and be like, what is this show? Because it's just <laughs> one of those ones. Like, it looks like a – it's like a sinkhole opens up in – in california somewhere yeah yeah and a bunch of people fall into this like mystical old world middle of the earth type thing with monster i don't know i don't know i don't watch the show but that's what i'm getting from the previews and of the one minute i see sometimes when the voice ends and la brea starts and it just looks really cheap and the special effects don't look really good and i just who's gonna watch the show and that's a brand new one yeah. but that's yeah it 
Well, they watched I, Co- I Godzilla versus Kong, and they said, really? and they only, but they only paid attention to that one part where they go to Kong's kingdom in the underworld, and they were like, "This and is cool. Like, we're doing this. Like this. Yeah, this seems like we could do this." They well, they were like, "Can we get? Hey, can we get the rights to Kong? No. Can we get the rights to Godzilla? No. What about the like? Un- what about the center of the earth?" Have we talked to Jules no. Verne's people? And they're like, Jules Verne's people are all dead. And they're like, all right, let's do that show. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how La Brea came was to be. Was conceived, yeah. As I keep looking through these, one thing that stood out to me, I mean, we'll, we'll go through each network yeah. you know, seeing these shows. So the NBC lineup Monday through Friday is The Voice, Ordinary Joe, La Brea, New Amsterdam, Chicago, Medfire, and PD is all one night. Yeah. Law and Order, For the Defense, SVU, and Organized Crime is all one night. And this one uh, came out to me on Friday. They have Dateline. That's normal. Sure. But the Blacklist has been on since 2013, the James Spader show. Who knew that was still on? I was going to say, that show is still on? I guess according to <laughs> according to the their you know I looked up it was like variety has like list everybody's like uh fall lineups yeah. and that's what came up. The biggest thing that stood out to me from NBC because this used to be their bread and butter, there are no comedies in this fall lineup. Yeah. And that's what they've always been known for, but going all the way back to Cheers right. and then Seinfeld and then Friends and yeah. then The Office and Parks and Rec and 30 Rock and so on and so that's forth. That's true, yeah. So maybe Maybe their later part in the year is going to premiere some comedies, but as far as the fall lineup, no comedies. But I guess that is that is that the point, right? That they're not putting their top material during this time of year when people just aren't watching nearly as much television, except again to watch football. It, it's quite possibly the yeah. the strategy, and the the strategies have probably changed. I think one of the big things that limits how good network television can be is because, and maybe this will help. Maybe this is part of that strategy, and then kind of splitting up the year. Ordering 30 episode seasons is just not the way to go anymore. You talk about those kind of prestige shows, you know, it started with like the AMC type shows, Mad Men, and then like the Sopranos on HBO and stuff like that. Well, you're talking like eight, maybe 10 episode seasons and they just, they wrote really good stories and they, here's what we have. And then, and, but on network television, and I think they're still doing this for the most part. Oh, well, episode a week. Come on, get your episode in. We got we got 30 weeks to fill. Well, and that's because now all the prestige shows are going to Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and all and, you know, Peacock and all that because they're they cost more to produce. They want people to be able to watch them whenever they want to watch them. A lot of these creators now are demanding, you know, I don't want episode length. I don't want commercial breaks. Mm hmm. Which I don't know is the I don't think that's the wrong direction, right? I think it's 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 come it's become this sort of renaissance of te- of television making where yeah. creators are being given the freedom to do kind of whatever they want, obviously within limits. But a lot of these shows could never be made on a network or even on a on network cables. shows need to fit in a box, right. and a half hour show needs to be between like twenty two and twenty three minutes long, so we can fit all of our commercial breaks in right out of those NBC shows. Yeah. Have you seen any besides a variation of law and order? I've seen new Amsterdam. So I was, but I will be honest with you that I was, when you said that I was like, Oh, I'm surprised. I didn't know that I realized that was an NBC show because Laura has watched new Amsterdam, but never on when it's actually on, right. Always later on a streaming Mm -hmm. service. Um, other than that, no. And I haven't even watched, like, The Voice or anything. You know, I mean, I'm aware of The Voice. I know what it is, but I don't get into that. <laughs> I don't like The Voice. Jen watches it, as I said. And my my problem with The Voice is, and I'm not saying you have to have a Simon Cowell or be, like, you know, uh, 
unapologetically mean for no reason, but yeah. like they're just way too positive on the voice. They're like never critical of the singers, like any of them. Are and it's like, well, what do you like? You got to like tell them, like, if you think they didn't do something well, or, I don't know. Here's my question. Are the singers bad ever? Or is the is the screening? So in like American Idol, it was always that they you're don't seeing yeah. the screening happen live. Yes, they don't. They don't get like the really, really bad ones don't get through. So everybody has a baseline good singer. Right. Uh, thing coming in. So that helps. But still, it just I don't know it. It comes off phony to me the way they're so positive, but I think it's because they're also like. I was gonna say the premise is phony because the whole thing is like doesn't matter what you look like, you might have a good singing voice, as though what you look like has ever mattered. I guess that I, there was like the whole pop star, blah blah blah, but like think of the real ugly guys and girls who have been famous singers. Like right. I don't know that that's ever been that big of a barrier that you have to be hot. I guess maybe in the '90s it was. And that's where the voice comes from. Like yeah, well, in the nineties, like, you did only, have to be hot to be a. And that's the premise for like just the audition episode, right? You know, they all they hit their button and their chair turns around and then they pick their teams and then they just watch the singers for the rest of the show. Yeah. So, and they all dress up nice and there's lights and everything. Like if they really want to take banter, this, and there's banter and there's compet, you know, the competition, and then sometimes right. they get married, and that's exciting. It's, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's NBC's lineup. If yeah. we move on to ABC. They have Dancing with the Stars, The Good Doctor. Yeah. Which I, I think The Good Doctor is one that actually gets like decent rating or decent like reviews. Well, I think the, people the somewhat good, like that show. The Good Wife did. Is I'm assuming The Good Doctor is is a follow-up or a sequel or I don't think so. I don't think it's meant to something? be. It's, okay. It's about a doctor who's like on the spectrum. And so he's oh, really yeah, smart yeah, yeah, yeah. like with that stuff and he's okay. a really good doctor but he struggles with the, you know, well, that's confusing because I guess stuff, I yeah. assumed, and maybe they did this on purpose to try to get people who were watching The maybe. Good Wife to come in and watch. Yeah. And then the big one, the big one for ABC, The Bachelorette is on right, right now, I think. And then The Bachelor is on at a different time. You know, they, 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 they spring up all the time, but that's the big one for ABC. Queens is a new show that I don't really know much about. Yeah. Uh, I, think I mean, it's, it's like brand new, over. though, in the last even yeah. few weeks. I don't even think that's been on since the beginning of the season. I think you're right. Yeah. And that one is like, a, it's like a, like a girl group that's like past their prime. It's like trying to get back together, Yeah, which already existed on Peacock. I think the girls five Eva. Okay. Show. It was like five the same Eva. concept. <laughs> then, uh, then yeah, you but, hit their, yeah, but can you see why that one didn't take off? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Then you had ABC's, uh, comedies. They've got the Goldbergs, which is still on since 2013. I I've liked that show. It's been in syndication since I was in like college though. So I'm surprised it's still on. Um, then you have the, the reboot of the wonder years yeah, with an African-American cast. Now, uh, the Connors, which is another reboot of Roseanne, but then Roseanne was, yeah, her old we thing. all know they got rid of her. So now it's just the Connors. Then home economics, which has Topher Grace and Jimmy Tatro, who was a YouTube star, a million little things, which I didn't know it was on, which I believe was just their copy of the, what was the NBC one? The, this is us. Okay. That's the vibe I got from a million little things based on just seeing the advertisements during football games. Sure. I've never seen any of it. Station 19, which I think is a fire drama. Well, I mean, it would have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then here's the big one. Since 2005, Grey's Anatomy still oh. on the air. All Who right. knew? 
I don't know how it's still on the air, but it, yeah. it's still around. Yeah, I, I feel like with these shows that have, the, I mean, the reality shows, as you talked about, like you can just produce those basically forever because there's no limit. Mm-hmm. There, what's your limiting factor other than people just stop watching? But other than that, there isn't a limiting factor to those shows. And even the stuff that like co- like is production cost, you can get a bunch of sponsors for them. And right. the, the, yeah, it, it makes up for itself very quickly. But, but, and but notice there aren't a ton of those shows other than the reality shows. There aren't a ton of those shows that have been around for too long. Goldberg, no, you mentioned uh, Grey's Anatomy. The, I uh, think that's uh, another thing with with uh, where network television is right now. So many have just not been around very long, so they haven't had a chance to to catch up. And I don't think they ever do. They get canceled, and they only last one or two seasons. Yeah. You, I know you have this information in front of you. Of those lineups, how many are multi-year shows? I guess a fair amount because I've got okay. it color coded. There's three new shows out of one, two, three, four. There's out of like nine ish because it's hard because you know the Law and Order in Chicago yeah, yeah. are like <laughs> blocks. There's like three out of nine, so a third of them are new on NBC. Queens is the only new one on ABC. Everything else is in at least its second season. And so, see, this is the kind of shocking thing to me, which is you and I came into this and I saying like who even watches these shows but clearly they keep they wouldn't be making multiple seasons of any of these shows if people weren't watching them yeah well because then you can go i've got the the ratings here and the highest rated ones on nbc people like the chicago stuff on nbc okay chicago fire is the highest the second highest rated show of the scripted shows from the four networks okay 7.14 6.8 million for chicago med 5.8 5.8 for PD and then law and order. And then La Brea comes in at 5.1. I think that lead in from the voice sure. is helping them. ABC not doing well. Their highest rated show is Grey's Anatomy at just 4.1 million. So you're talking, you've got five shows that have higher ratings right now than Grey's Anatomy on NBC. Yeah. But at the same time, like I get, they might, CBS they must is be- your most, CBS is your most watched network. Yeah. I don't, uh, that, they keep making them. Didn't Grey's Anatomy go away for a few years? Like they had a hiatus for a couple of seasons or like a couple of you know years worth of so. seasons. Well, I don't. I don't know, man. It's, it's still, outlived its spinoff. I know that. Yeah, it still begs the question. Like, I mean, people are watching these shows. How how high are you? Did you say that like football games are getting rating wise? Like, what are the numbers that football well, games are getting? The the good, well-rated football games will get up there in like the 9 million, 10 million range. So and the, then NFL is a whole nother beast that can get really high. So these these dramas are rating better than some football games as well as almost as well as the really well-received ones. This is shocking to me, I guess. It's, well, because you walk into a group together. of people. You walk into a group of people and say, oh, did you see the Packers Chiefs game? And you're going to have a decent amount of people who did. Right. You walk into a group of people and say, oh, did you see the latest episode of Chicago Fire? Probably not going to. But the numbers should bear out that you do. It doesn't make any sense. So is it a conspiracy? Is that what is that what this episode is that what we're about? getting to? Is that this whole thing is a conspiracy and that they're falsely inflating the numbers? Have we really have we cracked this know. open? Is this journalism that we're doing? This is the the journalism by looking up this feels readily like journalism. available information. <laughs> this feels like journalism. It smacks of journalism. But I but yeah. put together two numbers and yes, I'm now a journalist. <laughs> oh shoot. Man. Uh, 
CBS is the most uh, watched network, according to these numbers. Uh, their number one show is The Equalizer with Queen Latifah, which is a reboot of. It's a. It's Wasn't a show that a movie with Denzel a, Washington? Which was a show in like the 70s what? or the 80s. <laughs> yes. So it was the show. The movie was like a reboot of the show into a movie. And then the movie was popular enough to make it into a television series. And that yeah. one's on. That one's on Sunday night. So oddly enough, that one actually tries to go up against uh, Sunday night football. football but right. CBS has the good lead in there because people still do watch 60 Minutes. Yeah. And that's always on after their afternoon game. Young Sheldon is also a 6.8 FBI. Just called FBI. They just, whatever. What's a crime thing? that Let's just call the show that. That's what CBS. Does. Yeah. Like, yeah. NCIS, CSI, uh, FBI. They had to. They had to get through, you know, NCIS for twenty years before the FBI would be like, "All right, you can license it. <laughs> you can use our name." Like, look what we did to the Navy. They're cool. That's good. Mark Harmon's doing well. And it's like, all right, we'll give you FBI. But there was an ATF show for a while. I think. I mean, um, Twenty Four was just a Homeland Security show. So mm-hmm. I guess we are pretending as though this is a new formula. Or, but it it isn't. I mean, the the legal the legal dramas slash like first responder dramas. I mean, look at ER. That way seems back to in the be, day. That seems to be what they do. Because if you look at it, those are the ones that are multiple seasons and just kind of stick around forever. And then they they take their they take their chances with uh, some more broader concepts like a La Brea that we were talking about on NBC and they just kind of see if it works, but they know that they're going to have these safe nights like NBC, for example, of Chicago and law and order. Yeah. Do you think these sort of procedurals, is that what we call them? They're not, I don't yeah, know, the sort of legal slash a law enforcement first respondery type shows. It's a show that has built in drama, right? You will, you're mm-hmm. always going to have drama in these situations. You're, it's, it's definitely like a patient or criminal or fire of the week. So you're, you, you, know, you have these opportunities to, to bring yeah, in new, I think fresh gotten, concepts every week. But I think it, they've gotten a little more ambitious, at least with that, of like having like some stories carry over. So it's not as cut and dry as like Law & Order used to be, where sure. it's like the exact same beats. But I still think they try to wrap things up. It's not a long um what's the uh it's is it it's not serial serial is what we're talking about it's the other one what's episodic where it's yeah but it's they're safe i guess is kind of the point i'm getting mm. to these are safe shows because also think about a show like mad men or the walking dead or game of thrones or squid game or whatever the case may be these are shows that are critically acclaimed shows everyone talks about them everyone's all about them but I wouldn't call them easily digestible. I wouldn't call them appealing to the sort of every person, right? These are mm-hmm. these are a little more niche. Yeah, you, you would have a hard time making Squid Game the follow to The Voice on Tuesday sure. nights. Or, or having a show like The Walking Dead. Like, yeah, lo- lots of people love The Walking Dead. But at the same time, the same person who's watching the network television football game isn't as sure of a thing when it comes to... Walking Dead, Mad Men, Squid Game, Handmaid's Tale, etc. Yeah. Even Game of Thrones. Like, Game of Thrones, widely considered one of the biggest television shows ever. You know, most critically acclaimed, most widely watched and received. Like, that's not for everybody. 
the the average person who watches Sunday night football is not necessarily going to see a Game of Thrones ad and go, well, that's that's exactly what I want to watch. Yeah, and it's crazy to think back of the days to like where NYPD Blue was like a controversy that it was on network television and it, but yeah they're de- they go with the safer yeah choices and that's why like yeah the you've got all the the reality shows which are pretty cut and dry and they just can keep remaking those i mean survivors and it's like 30 some yeah. season exactly whatever it is yeah the fox is interesting so fox now you've got cbs who has the equalizer in 60 minutes so they kind of try to compete with Sunday night football, ABC does not try to compete with Sundays at all. They currently don't have any NFL rights yeah, and they don't try to compete on Sundays really at all. NBC has Sunday night football and Fox keeps going with their like animation domination yeah. stuff. So the Simpsons is still on Bob's burgers is still on family guy is still on. And then they have a show called the great North that is filling out that lineup right now. Yeah. That, and that's an interesting formula that's worked for them forever. Huh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. These the are- Simpsons is still there. It's not their highest rated show amongst viewers, but it's highest here because it does the best in the 18 to 49 demo. But yeah. their highest rated show is 911, which again, another like yeah. police procedural type deal. Man, this is fascinating to me because it shows me how just how far out of touch I am with <laughs> with like mainstream television. I'm over here, like you know, scouring the internet for news about Obi Wan Kenobi and the and Cowboy Bebop and like what the latest Magic the Gathering <laughs> releases are. And meanwhile, well, yeah, like, there's this whole we world to... of television that's <laughs> that's existing right under my nose. If we went through this entire list, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine shows that are in their first season. So okay, I could forgive somebody. Haven't seen that. It, you know, there hasn't been that much opportunity to have seen that. All the, but then there's so many other shows, and I feel like if I named all of them off, how many of them have I seen? At least like one full episode of. Yeah, not very many. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're again, as you're naming shows like oh, The Simpsons, Family Guy, uh, Grey's Anatomy, some of the reality shows. Like, yeah, I can claim to have seen an episode or two or three or maybe even more of some of them, but. Yeah, for all of these shows that have been on forever that I just am like, oh, yeah, I guess I've heard of that. That Like the, <laughs> the Neighborhood is the one that stands out to me because The Neighborhood is on Monday nights. Yeah. So what happens is sometimes we're late turning on The Voice and we turn on the the real TV. We have the antenna on yeah. our TV downstairs because we do everything streaming. We have the antenna and that's easy to use if you are watching network TV. Correct. And CBS is still on from when I was watching football. And so the neighborhood is on and that's the show with, uh, what's his name? Like Max Greenfield uh, Schmidt from New Girl yeah, yeah, yeah. and Cedric the Entertainer. And it's in its fourth season. And I could you could have told me that that show got canceled after its first season and I would have believed you. And it's in its fourth season. I don't know, man. Clearly, you and I just aren't cut out to be network TV executives because we don't get it. That's good. (laughs) You know, that's a good thing to figure out at this point in my life that being a network television executive isn't for me. Yeah. So Uh, clearly, we don't we don't we don't see through. I mean, there's really no (laughs) there's really no conclusion to this discussion (laughs) other than that. Um, Other than, hey guys, did are do you feel this way that all this television's happening? You have no idea. And the I mean, yeah, I just you've opened my eyes. But you know what's also funny. You know, it's also what? funny. I'm not going to go watch any of it. No. <laughs> you've, I, you've, I, you've told me it exists, but am I going to go watch any of it? Nope. 
So that's uh, exactly. So this is your football game for the week that you've, you've heard about these shows and you're not going to tune in on those nights. There's one other question yeah. I wanted to ask you that's off topic, but it's a smaller one, but I wanted to put it on the pod because I feel like you'd have a decent opinion at it. I don't know which one you'd have, but I feel okay. like you'd have a decent opinion. I'm a big Christmas guy as oh, we've God. established before <laughs> and Halloween ends. Yeah. And I kind of like to just dive into Christmas. And there's a lot of people who come at you and they go, well, don't forget about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. And I still love Thanksgiving. I still do everything. We, we eat all the food. It's great. And there's football on that day. But what am I supposed to do leading up to Thanksgiving? That's Thanksgiving. Why can't this time already flip over to Christmas? We do the Thanksgiving thing. And then we just get back to Christmas. That's the camp I'm in. What do you think about that? I think that uh, I'm the person that you imitated by going like this. <laughs> you okay, know, well then, let me tell you. First what am I, I supposed to do this time of year? Well, first I of all, I can't watch scary movies. I can't put up. First of all, be quiet for a minute, and I'll tell you. <laughs> because you Halloween and Christmas extremists, and I'm going to use that term, <laughs> you're extremists. <laughs> you think that your one holiday gets to last for six weeks. Meanwhile, we people over here who we don't care about costumes or buying, you know, metric tons of candy or, or spending thousands of dollars on Christmas presents. We just want to watch a little bit of football. We want to eat ourselves into a coma. We don't want to have to be obliged to exchange any gifts with anybody. We just want to eat a, our stupid meal on our a problematic holiday. <laughs> And we want some peace and goddamn quiet. <laughs> you don't want to hear the sleigh bells ring, ting, tingling tune. Let me tell you something right now. I worked in commercial. On our 70 degree day. I worked in, in commercial November. radio for the first eight years of my career. I guess I still work in commercial radio, but I worked in small town commercial radio and we had six radio stations and I was in charge of monitoring. In addition to my news duties, I was in charge of monitoring the oldies station which the day of Thanksgiving, the day of Thanksgiving, flipped over to Christmas music until New Year's Day. That is seven uh, weeks of Christmas music. And Chops, I will tell you, there there's is... There's already stations that I, I was listening to Christmas music on the way home from work today. It's, well, because it's, it's gotten worse. Again, extremists. <laughs> there is not seven weeks worth of good Christmas music, my dude. In fact, most Christmas music is bad. Because it is so commercial and so anything can be a Christmas song, right? You just put some jingle bells in it and it's a Christmas song. The problem with Christmas music is it's either like this, like what we were talking about today, where it's just like whatever. And yeah, it just exists because Carrie Underwood can sing. So she gets a whole Christmas album and there's a, there's a, there's a few originals on it. The other problem with Christmas music is there's only like eight songs. It's like it's a weird it's a weird like polar opposite thing that both are somehow true that there's like too many random i don't care about christmas songs but then there's only like re eight real songs it's just everybody and their mother has sung them at some point yeah and so, so that's how they get a rotation of different ones but it's you know there's the 12 days of christmas rudolph the but i'll christmas tell you song. what bud for every like real beautiful rendition of those there's a dominic the christmas donkey oh i want a hippopotamus for christmas well, or fleetwood max eight minute version of silent night which is terrible go look it up but <laughs> but then never listen to it again i just think you people need to wait your turn 
you Halloween people and you you Christmas people need to wait your They're, turn. I your question is what now? What do I do between Halloween and Christmas? Sit down and shut the fuck up for a minute and let us <laughs> Thanksgivingers have our one day to eat a stinking turkey. That's how and I they feel need about to start, it. And they need to start making some Thanksgiving movies because I like to roll spooky season into Christmas movies. If there were Thanksgiving movies, there's not, there's a few of them, but there's not very many. There were more Thanksgiving movies. I could do that. There's a bill. There is an unlimited supply of Christmas movies yeah. and I love all of them. And again, it's such, it's like the most low, lowest common denominator thing you can imagine is a Christmas movie or a Christmas song. It's, it's not special. It's just so it's it. so commercial. Everything about it is commercial. I'm just sick of it. Get it out of my face. Uh, <laughs> I want I want to have my Good. one. Yeah. So thanks. I'm for, glad we had the discussion. I knew you would have. I knew you're. I didn't know where for sure your opinion would be, I've but got, I knew it would be strong. I've got real strong opinions on it. And I'll tell you what too. So we we are in a multi-religious household, and I'll admit I am not the celebrator of Christmas, but also recently it was put forth that i need to have five christmas trees in my house not even by my wife by somebody else who's like hey ben you know you've got this house you should put five christmas trees in it that sounds that, about right to me that to me is the sort of the 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 symptom of everything that's wrong with christmas where it's like bigger badder flashier most unnecessary spend the money do the the stupid big commercial gestures and for what so I have to look at this stupid tree for uh, I need to I need a break. I need a I need a smoke. What's going on? You know what you should you know I what need you to buy do? blood pressure medication. <laughs> Tell me you what I can get, do. Jobs. You should get on your DVR. There's probably a few episodes of La Brea recorded for <laughs> no reason. Yeah. You should catch up on La Brea. So there you have it. Uh <laughs> if you watch any of those network shows that you're a big fan of that you'd like to recommend to us, maybe we'll check them out. Probably not. But tweet into us and maybe we'll check them out. You I'm can willing always, to listen, yeah. You can always get to us at uh at on Twitter at nerdasoc. That's at N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C. You can email us nerdasoc at gmail.com and let us know if you are a give Thanksgiving its time or november 1st bring out the christmas tree get those sleigh bells jingling let us know and thanks for listening 